What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. Today we are back. We got our week 13 fantasy football stardom situm. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here, and to kick it off at quarterback, Ryan's stardom was. I think uh, you had two, no? Or you just I had one? two guys that I felt pretty good about. The first one, Sam Howe. It's kind of an obvious one. He's quarterback four on the year if you have him. You're probably starting him unless you've got, you know, one of the healthy quarterbacks remaining. But, you know, if you got Josh Allen who's on a bye this week or you got Joe Burrow who happens to be out for the year. Lamar's on bye this week as well. Lamar on bye this week as well. Sam Howell is a great option this week against Miami. Miami's going to score their points. Yup. It is what it is. We know that. It is in Washington, so you do want to, you know, look out for the weather type situation because the whole entire northeast – it's all raining. So you want to look out for that. In this whole entire video, if we say a guy that, you know, is a borderline start and it's a downpour, don't start him. Yeah. Just like if we say it's a sit, because I'm pretty sure I have one of the guys that's a sit. And I'm even going to touch on the weather in that game. You know, over-under is obviously impacted too. But if it's not raining too bad, I think Sam Howe's a pretty good start. And my other guy that I had is Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Going up against Houston, kind of for the same situation. Yeah. Russell Wilson's been decent this year. He hasn't been great. He's been about 15, 16, 17 points a week. And going up against Houston, who doesn't have the greatest pass defense and who is going, should, score points. It's in a dome, so you got that going for you, too. Nice weather, and it should be a pretty decently high-scoring game. Yeah, my starting quarterback of this week was Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins again. Um, I did check. Currently, we're recording this Wednesday, November 29th, around 5 p.m. So the weather is going to change, but I checked it earlier. It's looking like it's going to be about 60 and cloudy. Wasn't a lot of chances of rain. Just throwing it out there. But again, just like Ryan said, be mindful of it. But yeah, Tua's coming off a slow week. Nine points last week, threw a touchdown and two picks against the Jets. But you got to look at it like this. Washington's the worst defense against the pass in the NFL, against quarterbacks in the NFL. Their secondary is not very good. Miami kind of needs a get-right game. Their last two games, they had a close one with Vegas, and they blew out the Jets, but that was kind of on the defense. Their offense really needs a get-right game, and this is the perfect week to do it. Honestly, Washington's coming off the big loss. This could turn into a very big high-scoring game very, very quickly. So, start Tua this week. Look what I just found. Instead of going game by game, somebody got them all. Nice. Moved up in the world. Um, jumping over to the sit side, Justin Herbert going up against New England. Sit him. Caught him. It is in New England. Yep. There is a chance of rain, obviously. Um, I'm backing the under in this game. It's just... Chargers offense hasn't looked what we expected them to look with Kellen Moore. Nope. And the New England offense hasn't looked anything at all. It's been like a th- that's like a three-year thing now. Like, it's been going on three years with them. So, it's like, what yeah. are you going to do? You know? we're, we're expecting it at this point. Yo. I don't think Bill Belichick <clears throat> is going to come out here and get destroyed by the Chargers. This Oop. feels like a 17-10 to 10 football game. Mm-hmm. And I know that Chargers defense is really, really bad. But there's a chance that New England's offense is worse. So, I mean, they only scored seven on the Giants, and the Giants are a decent defense. But so, this game just screams not good. 
just yeah. nothing about this game that pieces whatever I don't like yeah. it and sit Justin Herbert you probably can't because of all the quarterbacks on by this week and all the quarterback injuries he's one of the probably the top he's probably a top 10 start this week but daily fantasy wise you definitely yeah. don't want him I would rock with Sam Howell versus Miami if the weather is good um yeah, also this week I am sitting Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams at home versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, now, again, it's in L.A. in the Dome. You don't got to worry about the weather. I know Matt Stafford's coming off a big 24 fantasy point game this week. But Cleveland has one of the best defenses against quarterbacks all year. and he, They've been a, very good against quarterbacks for fantasy all year. And just to put it in perspective, against top 10 defenses this season in fantasy football, Matthew Stafford has put up 14, 15, 16, 15, and yeah. That, I mean, against top 10 defenses, he has not been very good. So again, I know it's tough just because he is coming off the big week and the offense seems to get begin going. But they do have Kyron Williams back and they're going to have to rely on the run game this week just because Cleveland really hasn't given up much in the air all year. And Matt Stafford really just hasn't been good. Don't start Matt Stafford this week. I'd rather go with Sam Howell this week, uh, Russell Wilson this week, over a guy like Matt Stafford this week. Jumping over to the start and running back side, Zach Moss is my first one. This is a little bit obvious after Jonathan Taylor is going to be out for two to three weeks. Zach Moss, when he was starting at the start of the season, the Colts were not afraid to get this man the football. No, they weren't. They force-fed it to him, and he bought out pretty much every single week, especially week five against the Tennessee Titans, where he had 23 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns, averaged seven yards a carry against the Titans, and he is running it back again this week. Now, don't expect 32 fantasy points, but I feel like he has a pretty safe floor, and he should have a pretty decent day. Um, in one of my leagues this week, I sat Cooper Cup, and I'm putting in Zach Moss. <laughs> Might be the definition of getting a little too cute, but that's where I'm at right now in life. So I respect it. Just wanted to let y'all know. Yeah, my first start of running back of this week, it is Brees Hall of the New York Jets. At home, or no, I think they're no, they're at home versus Atlanta. Now again, I know the weather, the whole Northeast, it's rainy and cold and ugly. But again, what does that mean? Run the ball. Yup. And when you're playing against the Atlanta Falcons, who can't really score points, what does that equal? A defensive game where teams are just running the ball. That's how I look at it. Neither team in this game has a quarterback. Weather could be very bad, which screams just feed Brees Hall. I know Atlanta's been good against the run all year, but this is a pure just game script and volume play for me anyway. So that's why I'm looking at starting Brees Hall this week again. I know last week he only scored eight fantasy points. They got blown out by the Dolphins. Brees Hall has been very productive in the games that he's been healthy for, for the most part. He's gotten touches. They're throwing the ball to him, which is very good, especially Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle threw him the ball nine times last week, or targeted him nine times. He caught seven. So you got Dak throwing for him as well. Start Brees Hall this week. I know it's tough to really be look forward to starting any Jets player on offense, but Brees Hall is a good play this week. 
my other stardom running back running backs this week are the Steelers running backs versus Arizona. This is kind of a this is a tough one because Jalen Warren took the starting job a couple weeks ago. And then here comes Najee Harris and for his like career best game. <laughs> Fifteen carries for ninety nine yards and a touchdown. Jalen Warren last week, thirteen carries for forty nine yards. Yeah, he and missed his over under by five and cost me a huge parlay that would have changed my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so essentially what we're getting from the Steelers backfield it seems like is the same as it was before, they're just running the ball a little bit more. Mid to high teens for both of them in terms of touches. And they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense that just got absolutely destroyed by Kyron Williams in his first game back. Um, Kyron Williams put up enough fantasy points to cover both of these running backs. He did 35. So if you got Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, you know, in theory, 17 each ain't bad. Probably won't end up like that, but... I feel like both of these guys should have success. Um, obviously, don't start them both if you have them both. Pick one, start one. Flip a coin. But I feel like they have a decent day. Go with your gut. Um, next up, starting Travis Etienne Jr. Since the bye week, Travis Etienne has combined for 22 fantasy points. He was doing that, it seems like, every week before the bye. They got the Bengals this week. Um... Now, my thought process behind this is I know that the Jags receivers, specifically Calvin Ridley, have been getting going the past three weeks. So that seems to be the common denominator of Travis Etienne's, I guess, lack of production. But he totaled for 90 yards last week, 86 total yards last week. He's playing against the Cincinnati Bengals that we just saw get ran all over by Najee and Jalen Warren. So, again, the proof is in the pudding. What did the Steelers of all teams just do to them in the run? Give it to who better to keep that trend going than the RB3 on the year who's been down and needs a get right game in Travis Etienne? You're right. Thank you. Jumping to the sit and running back side. Oh, I kicked the dog. <laughs> I, I didn't really. Zach Charbonnet got up against the Dallas Cowboys. Zach Charbonnet is a guy who he's going to get you the 20 touches. Now, sometimes, you know, you got to start a guy that's going to get you 20 touches because you know it's a pretty safe floor, and that is what Zach Charbonnet is going to give you, a pretty safe floor. However, he's not going to put up the greatest numbers. He's not going to even put up good numbers unless he gets that touchdown. He's going up against a Dallas defense that... One of the best defenses in the NFL. They play really, really good at home. And I feel like this game is going to be messy, personally. I think that they pull away pretty quick, and I don't think it's too close. I don't really believe in Seattle, if I'm being honest with you. And with all that being said, I just I don't like the game script. And I'll be sitting Zach Charbonnet if you can. Also, sit Javante Williams this week. Um, going up against the Houston Texans. I look at it like this, it's just not really good game script. Um, last two weeks, he's combined for 14 fantasy football points. Not very good. He did see 18 carries last week, which was okay, but he didn't do much. 65 yards on that. Got him to 8.6 points with three receptions for six yards, it looks like, in there. Um, but, I mean, we've seen kind of the Broncos offense just do whatever they want. We saw Samaj P. Ryan score a touchdown 
last week. We saw, um, we've seen Jaleel McLaughlin do it in the past. It sounds like that Sean Payton and the Broncos are kind of just going to just do whatever they want in terms of who they're throwing out there and who's producing at the running back position. It's negative game script. This game's probably going to be a shootout, if we're being honest. The Texans don't play a lot of defense, and Denver hasn't really played a lot of defense. I know their defense has been better, but let's be real, it's the Broncos. Uh, I'm telling you, they're, they're so due to collapse, and this is the week. One of these next three weeks, they got Houston, the Chargers, and Detroit. Something's got to give. It's this week. Don't start Javante. It's the Samaj P. Ryan show, just like I called. <laughs> uh, my next set of running back is DeAndre Swift going up against San Fran. Now he is running back seven on the year, so so I don't know how the hell you're probably running back seven that much. You're probably not sitting him. His efficiency numbers has been really really good. He is he was limited Wednesday with an ankle injury. I'm not worried about that. Philly is pretty conservative when it comes to practice injuries. However, going up against San Fran, I don't love it. Um, the weather in this game is a little bit rainy, just like it was before. I'm not sure how much they trust them in the rain. I feel like that's the, the... They weren't giving them the ball that much at all. I know. I feel like Kenneth Gainwell was getting in there a lot. Yeah. And Boston Scott was in there. I mean, it, Swift does have a slight fumble problem. Yeah. A little bit. You know, he had two against Dallas. I mean, I don't know what it is. I feel like this time last year, too, I was saying at the Mikey the other night when we were watching a game, it's like... I feel like, at a point, yeah, Miles Sanders had a great year last year, but there was a point in the season where Kenneth Gainwell kind of just took over. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting to that time. I think last year was a little bit closer to the playoffs. But still, I feel like there's always that point with the Eagles, no matter who's the running back, where it kind of just switches gears and, like, the backup takes over. So, yeah, just to throw my two cents in on that. We'll see. But either way, I wouldn't be starting him this – I wouldn't be confident starting him this week in Daily Fantasy – I am personally starting him in my dynasty league because, you know, you kind of have to. I would start him in, you know, a, a weekly or a yearly fantasy league too. If you have two running backs and a flex, I mean, I, you got to start him because your other options aren't the best. But daily fantasy, do not put him in your lineups. I, there's no way he pops off against San Fran's defense. Yeah, and I don't even feel comfortable saying the guy who I have up on my screen right now, so I'm going to pivot. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, this isn't much better, okay. but I would say to sit whichever healthy running back emerges from the Packers this week, <laughs> going against the Chiefs, it's my... <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> I mean, look at... I mean, it, it was one or the other. Um, <clears throat> but my thought process behind that, I know A.J. Dillon was the sole guy last week, and he got, what, 10 points. He didn't do much off of it. It's Mahomes' first game in Lambeau, and they're doing, like, commercials about it. I guess it's, like, a big deal for some reason. Like, I seen, I think I saw three commercials the other night about it being Mahomes' first game at Lambeau. <laughs> so, uh, you got negative game script there because it's the pissed-off Chiefs. And the Packers' O-line is just so bad to the point where none of their running backs have been producing except um, Aaron Jones won game week one. Also, so, yeah, don't start Kareem Hunt either. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did do two tight ends this week to make up for my lack of running back sits. Oh, boy. Uh, jumping over to the receiver side, Josh Downs is my first start this week against Tennessee. The past three weeks, Josh Downs hasn't been the best. Um, seven points against Tampa. 
and then five and one against Carolina and New England. He, I believe he was banged up with some type of injury because he, he only was, played. I think it was a knee. Yeah, he only played 20, 25% of snaps. But the weeks before that, he was starting to catch on. And Josh Downs is looking like he's a really good draft pick that the Colts made. Um, and I think he's going to pop off against Tennessee secondary, which isn't the best. You got a Colts team that lost Jonathan Taylor, so they might look to pass the ball a little bit more. I doubt it. Uh, John, Josh Downs is still going to pop off, though. He's yep. getting 70 80% of the snaps. He looks really good. He's the number two in the Colts. And Gardner Minshew don't mind throwing a ball around the yard. So start Josh Downs this week. The next player you're starting is Debo Samuel going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, for the most part in games where Debo's played in this year, he's been pretty good. He's been up and down. The problem is... He has only scored one receiving touchdown, and I think he only has one rushing touchdown on the year. So he's only got two touchdowns on the year. But, I mean, this is really the week to do it. We've seen a huge regression in the Eagles' secondary for one. For two, it's a revenge game. Debo's been popping shit all offseason, and he reiterated his statement about James Bradbury being sorry earlier this week. So I think this could be a game where Debo shows that he's still kind of one of them once. And I feel like this could be the biggest game of the year for Debo in terms of fantasy football going against an Eagles team that has not been good in any facet. San Fran's going to pick apart the middle of the field and use their good receivers to expose the Eagles' secondary issues. So do not be afraid to fire up Debo Samuel unless it's like a monsoon, which it very well could be. My next starting receiver is Marquise Brown going up against Pittsburgh. He didn't practice today, so I guess be a little bit cautious of that. However, if he plays this week against Pittsburgh, I anticipate a pretty good day. Uh, him and Kyler have been like barely missing on deep balls, and I feel like this is the week where they finally connect. You know, Antonio Brown might be back to watch his cousin in Pittsburgh. You never know. And... I just, I, there's just no way they don't put Marquise Brown one-on-one with Pat Pete and tell him to run straight. I just refuse to believe it. They got to. There's no way Pat Pete can keep up with this guy. Uh, last week, you know, he did find 12 targets, so he's getting the ball thrown to him, mm-hmm. six receptions, 88 yards. That's a pretty good day. And I feel like he's going to continue that against Pittsburgh. The only thing I'm worried about is him not playing because they do have a bye week next week. But he didn't practice at all last week, and he played. So, yeah, Marquise Brown, fire him up. Yup, and um, at tight end this week, you're starting Dalton Schultz versus the Broncos. Now I look at it like this. Against teams that are good guarding tight ends, Dalton Schultz has done bad. But against teams that are very bad against tight ends, Dalton Schultz has been really, really good and heavily involved in the game plan. And do you know where the Broncos rank against tight ends this year? Bottom five? Bottom one. They're the worst against tight ends this year. And running backs, probably. Yeah. I mean, we saw against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. I know it was a shootout game. He had 27 points. We saw against the Bengals the week after, 11. The Cardinals the week after, 11. All teams terrible against the tight ends. Then you see his two games against the Jags this year who were very good against tight ends. He combined for 3.1 points (laughs) over those two games against the Jags. The Broncos are very bad against tight ends. I know Dalton Kincaid's the guy who's on by this week. Would say Mark Andrews, but he's injured. Um, I don't know. The Raiders don't have a tight end, and I don't remember who else is on by. So fire up Dalton Schultz this week. He's tight end seven on the year. If he's available, go pick him up and start him this week. 
Jumping to the sit side, first guy is Drake London going up against the Jets. He, there's a good chance he's been on the list. He's been on this video more times than not this year. And he's been like a start sometimes, and he's been a sit sometimes. I feel like he was maybe a start once and a sit probably, what is it, week 13? Probably six times now. Yeah, but I was right that one time, I think. Anyway, <laughs> that anyways. one time. <laughs> I was right. Uh, going up against the Jets, looking like rain, yep. the whole entire Northeast. So, I don't like that. Nope. Especially with Desmond Ritter slinging the rock. Yup. And... Need you a know, big game from this weekend. I got a rookie card of his I'm trying to get out of this weekend. So Who, Desmond Ritters? Yup. Good luck. I got uh, it for, like, dirt cheap to the point where I was like, I have to do this. Like, Going to be selling it for dirt cheap. And listen, anything, what I will sell it for is above what I paid for it because I paid, like, outlandishly low for it. If you it. want a Desmond Ritter rookie card, hit him up. Yup. But Drake London's playing against a Jets team that is really, really good against the pass. I believe they're... Arguably the best. They're top three, at least. In the One of the, if not the. Yeah. So, uh, there's just no way that he pops off against the Jets. This is a, like a B. John and Tyler Allegier week. And Brees Hall week. Start Brees Hall. Um, You're sitting DK Metcalf tonight against Dallas. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I can't do two Seahawks. I was going to say sit all three receivers for the Seahawks, but I feel like that that's just unfair. And that gives me a very unfair advantage. So, I went with DK Metcalf. You know why? Because what defense does Dallas play a lot, majority of the time? What do they play a lot of? What are, what are my options? They play a lot of man coverage. Yes, they do. And do you know who's god-awful and panics and does not do anything against man coverage? DK. Yup. And you know who's going to be on him? <laughs> I don't know. Because if it's Stephon Gilmore, I'm not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit DK Metcalf this week again. <laughs> It's going to get ugly for the Seahawks. We've seen games where the Seahawks are getting blown out and they just don't get them the ball. Hence the Niners game. The Ravens game. There's games where they just don't really use him in games where he's kind of just out there getting 15-yard penalties. This could be one of them weeks. It's in Jerry's world and give me Dallas plus minus whatever the spread is. All right, my next guy, this might be a little bit obvious. Wait, look, just look at this real quick. Look where I'm going with this next one. Steven playing? He's pushing to. <laughs> Deontay Johnson going up against Arizona. They're going to run the ball. And this Steelers wide receiver room. I mean, I would say squeaky wheel gets the grease, but I don't even know if this is like a squeaky wheel situation. Like, it doesn't look like he's trying. So, I feel like they see that. And they're going to... Like, there's no way you see what the lack of effort that Deontay Johnson is performing. And you say, I'm going to target him. Just doesn't feel real to me. I just don't see how that happens. And the past three weeks, this hasn't been good. This might be kicking the dog a little bit, but sit Deontay Johnson. Yeah, and um, real quick, I'm going to throw it out there. Again, he's questionable right now, and he hasn't played in a couple weeks. But he is pushing to play this week, and that is Dallas Goddard. If Dallas Goddard plays this week... Do not start him. I know he's been kind of one of Jalen Hurts' go-to guys while he's been out there. But they're going against the 49ers, who are very good against tight ends, for one. And two, he's coming off the bad arm injury. He broke his forearm. He's pushing to play this week. The Eagles didn't put him on IR for a reason. If you have him, just monitor him. If he doesn't get on the field by today when you guys are watching this or tomorrow, he probably won't play. 
But he told reporters he's pushing to play this week. So take it how you want. Thank you guys for watching. Comment any questions below. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Peace.